This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. and welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams, your host, joined by AVN award-winning director, Glenn King. Mr. King, uh, some early thoughts here today. Greetings and salutations, my brother Jim, and to our entire family out there of listeners. These are other people who are uh, curious about adult entertainment, and that's what we do right here is adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious and we're so happy to be able to talk to people all around the country who are curious about what goes on behind the sets or on the sets, uh, behind the scenes, what goes on in our industry, and how could maybe they get involved. And so that's what we're going to do, as always, is talk about those things, maybe give a few tidbits of advice, tell some war stories from sets, and uh, and introduce you guys to an absolutely unbelievably great guest. The guest is Victoria June, and somebody you know a lot about. Why don't you tell us about her and introduce her for us? Victoria June is a franchise player, Jim. She is one of those people that can carry an entire company on her back, and that's important, especially as we talk to um, newer producers. How do you get on the map is is the question people ask me all the time. They say, well, I'm starting a production company. I got this great idea. We're going to do Girls on Ladders or whatever it is. And, uh, but, but nobody's ever heard of me and how do I, you know, make a splash. And I always recall how I did it back in 2003 or so, uh, just when I was starting out, I knew I needed somebody like that. And I was able to, to find Ryan Connor, who was just blossoming into, um, the super duper star uh, uh, 18 years later or whatever it is. She's still a humongous superstar, but by getting her to do it, I got her huge audience to take a look at my stuff. And they then spread the word. And and so that's what you can do if you're a new producer is find somebody who's a franchise player like that. And there are only a few girls in the industry who fit that description, maybe 10 or 15. And one of them is the great Victoria June. She is a relatively new performer who has everything that one needs to succeed in this industry, is glamorous um, and jumps out when you watch her videos. And so without further ado... Let's introduce you to our guest, Victoria June. Hi. So uh, I'll just jump right in here. Victoria, how did you get started in the adult film industry? I was doing a show with a few other porn stars. It was for Girls Gone Wild, and I met Natalia Starr and a few other porn stars. And uh, I found it very interesting the way that they lived. And I kind of just got a little curious. And a month later, I ended up just doing porn. Wow. Okay. So, um, and how did you get that first job? Did Natalia turn you on to an agent? Yeah. So, no. Natalia introduced me to a producer and director for uh, Bang Bros and um, a few other companies. And a month later, they gave me a 
full week of work and I went to Miami. I did everything. I worked. It went great. And then after just two weeks, they sent me to LA where so for- I ended up signing with uh, another age, uh, an agency. Which one was it? Did you go straight to Spiegler? I went straight to Spiegler, yes. So this is all unusual, actually. Most of the time, performers start out with kind of a lesser agent. If they're lucky, they get booked with Bang Bros. Maybe Bang Bros shoots one scene. Maybe they get invited back for a second scene. Then, mm-hmm. if they're really lucky, they can move up the agent scale to to somebody that's the top. But see, you started at the top of the business, essentially. I mean, that shows something about you. But bam, you didn't even have an agent. You got put for an entire <laughs> week of scenes. And then the top agent in the business signed you right away. Correct. Yes. Why? That's exactly what happened. Why? What's so special about you? Um, I mean, you know, I think what it is is that a lot of women now in the industry, they're just kind of plain Jane and they all look like a boring girl next door. And I was a little more different than a lot of the other girls. Uh, And I also would go to work on time and everything. But in difference, I mean, like with plastic surgery, like I do anything to enhance myself. And I get these procedures done and I look really good. And it's sort of like the back in the days when, you know, they had like the Playboy magazines and they had, you know, the women with the bigger jugs and on the front cover. So I think that's one of the reasons why, because I looked different and um, it was just, uh, I wasn't like anyone else. (laughs) I'm still not like anyone else. So that's good. I think that's why I had to do something with it. You're a fantasy girl. You're a fantasy girl that you're somebody that you're not the girl next door where somebody's like, Oh, it'd be kind of cool to see my next door neighbor naked. It's no, that's that's boring. (laughs) Like that's the girl that I could never get. That's the prom queen, essentially. You know, if you want to take it back into high school days where somebody is like, oh man, who's the one girl in the school that would never go out with me. It's the prom queen. That's the one they fantasize about. And in your case, guys don't look at you and go, oh yeah, I could get her. They look at you and go, well, that's, that's out of my reach. That's my, that's a fantasy. Yes, it's I, it's it's all intimidation, but really good intimidation. <laughs> um, also, I would point <laughs> out about you that you ooze sexuality, and the greatest performers in the history of the business, most of them, if you made a top ten list, that's what you would say is that you would see the look in their eye that you know it's like a hungry tiger waiting to waiting to devour its prey. <laughs> you have that look in your eye. You look like you really love sex. Yeah. I mean, I call them man-eater eyes because every time I look at something and I'm hungry, those are the fiery, hungry eyes that just get you. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's it. That's that look in your eyes. Uh, yeah. Jim, I think, wanted to ask you about um, some of the things you like about an adult entertainment. Okay. Jim, that's Victoria- yeah, I know. <laughs> Victoria, I was just mesmerized uh-huh. by thinking about the hungry eyes. Um, anyway, Victoria, what uh, you're now in the adult business. Let's talk a little bit about what are some of the good things that you've, uh, good experiences you've had, some of the bad experiences you've had. Okay, I am down for that. <laughs> so um, with filming or just in general? Either one. Yeah, just in general. What are your best experiences, the things that you really enjoy about being in the business? What I enjoy the most about the business is that everyone else is super open-minded. We live in a really boring world where people, you know, they're just really boring. And I feel like porn stars and even directors and people in the industry, they're, they're just so much educated on so many other things. They have, you know... They, um, they're just interesting and open to other things, even sexually and unsexually. So that's one of the things that kind of opened my mind about the industry. And I, I love that I can work with people who have open minds. Um, 
you know, non-judgmental, just really nice, cool people. Um, another thing, what I really enjoyed about the industry is it's how they have the these awards. So it gives you something to work towards. It gives you sort of like a goal. So it's not just porn where you go, you work, and you go home. It's more like, okay, well, I'm going to win this, and I'm going to have this trophy at the end of the year. And people work towards it, and some do win. And I would love to see myself win. So I also love that about the industry. And how Part of the hungry eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope you win an award pretty soon here. Um, I think that you stand out. And so that means – and I, I sort of have a little bit of a clue as to how the award judges operate. Um, they watch so much stuff that they can't possibly watch every second and every minute. So you have to be stand out if you, if you're going to win. Uh, and I think that could of happen course. with you because you, you do, you, you jump off the, the page. Um, let's talk a little bit about cosmetic surgery and enhancements. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a route that not everybody chooses to go. Uh, some people call it being a Barbie doll. Some people call it bimboism, uh, which is, I like the I phrase. Love, I love the bimbo, everything, a bimbofication, bimbo life, the whole bimbo thing. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Because people fantasize about, you know, plastic girls, bimbos. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's the shameful truth for some people. But they're like, they'll tell you to your face, oh, I love natural girls. And then if you could go back and look at what they're paying to see, they're spending money on fake boob strippers and and big lips and big butts. So that's and that's actions, you. Yeah, and actions do not lie. So <laughs> Exactly. So how did you decide to get cosmetic surgery done in the beginning? Was it were you scared in the first in the, in the beginning? Uh well, my first surgery ever was my first boob job and I ca- I already had boobs, but I kind of just wanted them more big. Um I don't know what led me to just wanting it. I just wanted it bigger. Just thought, wow, bigger tits would look nice on me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I went for it. Um, I was, I would say, twenty years old at the time when I had my first boob job, and um, and then my second boob job was, you know what? I can go even bigger because it's gonna look amazing. Like I just want guys to be able to look at me from the back and see my side boob. So I got them bigger, and I remember I told my plastic surgeon, I'm like, can you just make them really big? Like, fill me up. Just make it big. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, and she did it, and it was great. So, And what changed for you like, after that? The next day, you're oh walking around with God. big boobs. Yeah, they were humongous. I mean, they're still humongous, uh, but I'm used to them. But still, uh, a lot of guys would look and turn their faces and I loved it because I had such a like so you know at the time I was 20 years old my face was so little and young with you know these big boobs and it's kind of like you can use your innocence to get what you want with these big giant boobs and I loved it I was like yes they're like this is my key to everything these boobs (laughs) and then you got your lips done uh yes I feel well I always had like really um filled lips naturally big lips but the top I never liked the top only because it was like half the size of the bottom so I started filling it and then um and I just you know I've I've always fell in love with like the breast doll kind of a look um so I always always went for that look and I just fell in love with it the breast doll like a doll oh okay yeah breast doll yeah breast doll or barbie yeah (laughs) so I love that. I just kept doing it. This was, I, I started doing my lips before the whole, you know, uh, Kylie thing. The whole Kylie big lip thing. I My lips were big for like a while. <laughs> they have been for a while. And it's, it, it, it makes a dramatic difference. Um, you're listening to Let's Talk Adult with uh, Jim Williams and Glenn King. Our guest today is the uh, wonderful uh, um, Victoria June. And we're talking to her about cosmetic surgery right now and how that can help somebody's career. You also got um, uh, butt injections, I think, or butt implants. I had butt implants. 
and they look incredible. You sent me pictures and I die every time you send one. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, kissing my phone screen. Yes. Oh my God. I remember I sent you a message saying, hey, I going to do more, more as worship videos for you. I'm getting my butt done. And I think you went to have it <laughs> once I sent those photos after the procedure. But yeah, um, I just recently got it done and it's, 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 it's wow. It's though I can't even explain it. Having big boobs is like, okay, great. But like now I have a huge ass. Like this is a whole different ball game. Like, oh my God, I went to uh, lunch the other day and everyone in the room was just staring at it and, but like in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> like you want girls yeah, because, like, to whisper about you and say jealous yeah. things like, oh, look at that bitch. Oh my God. People, oh my people God, yeah. I hate her. <laughs> Yeah, and then the men are just like, wow. And, you know, it goes back to the Cayman days where men men are attracted to women with, you know, big boobs and big butts and, you know, nice curves, thick thighs. Like, that's what they're into. Glenn King and I will be back with more of Let's Talk Adult right after these words. The local wine shop, a place where people go to get confused, frustrated, and end up picking pretty labels instead of great wine. Well, now there's a better way at tastingroom.com, America's number one personalized wine club. Every bottle is selected based on your personal wine profile, and fewer than one in 50 wines makes it through our rigorous selection process. We're so sure that you'll love our wines that every bottle is backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. The Huffington Post calls Tasting Room the first wine club to get it right. Get amazing wines at incredible prices, selected just for you, delivered right to you. Go to tastingroom.com and receive your exclusive tasting kit of world-class wines. Once you get your kit, Taste, rate, and build your personal profile one sip at a time. It's a no-brainer. Great wine without the guesswork, backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. Go to tastingroom.com, enter promo code GRAPE8, and get your exclusive tasting kit, a $40 value for just $6.95. Tastingroom.com, code GRAPE8. Tastingroom.com. Taste, rate, enjoy. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Glenn and I will continue with our conversation with Victoria June. If you ask an anthropologist about the ape population, this is true stuff. You can Google this. But the uh-huh. the most popular female ape is the one with the biggest butt. That just goes back to our most basic instinct. And I'm one of those guys. It's like catnip to me. Like you put a big butt in front of my face and I just want to, um, you know, kneel down and start kissing it and you know it's it's immediately attracted to it so i think i think i think having a huge ass is a form of royalty honestly because now it's like not only do i have big boobs i have this giant butt that i can sit on your face and you know it's fun so yeah (laughs) jim the minute that uh she texted me pictures of her butt i got my calendar on my screen and like seconds later i'm like okay when can we have you here uh, in Vegas so we can shoot you again? And I got her on the count. Am I going to be the first person you shoot but, uh, returning from this, or you got others before me? Um, I have two others before you um, that I'll be shooting in Los Angeles, and then I'm heading to Vegas to shoot for you. But, okay. um, I, but yours will be the first one just focusing on that part of my body. The first ass worship scene. (laughs) My first ass worship. Are we allowed to say that? I didn't want to be bad. (laughs) Yeah, we can pretty much say anything here, but we try to keep it, uh, you know, relatively on a serious level. Uh, But but Jim, just so you understand, that's basically what Mm -hmm. I make on my website is ass worship scenes. I'm focused on the thing that is um most the most basic instinct of humans, the worship of the of the female big butt, and and. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick, to your point, Glenn, that um, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, as you, you know, Victoria was talking about the Playboy, when Playboy magazine came out, most of the mm-hmm. women in Playboy magazine 
weighed somewhere in the neighborhood of say 130, 35 pounds, but they were, it was well proportioned. It was a voluptuous figure. And, you know, that was the pinup girl. And that's what guys fought for in World War II. That's what you see on, uh, you saw in Mad Men during the 60s. And it wasn't until the 70s where the arc turned a bit. But I think that it's coming back. People like Victoria is bringing it back. People like you are bringing it back. Absolutely. Um, Throughout history, the most successful and most beloved females have been curvy, voluptuous women, not tiny little skinny things. Uh, Although, no disrespect towards tiny little skinny things. They're they're great, too. Tiny little skinny things. (laughs) Yes, I love, I love tiny it. little skinny things, especially um, tiny little Asian <laughs> girls. But that's another day. Um, another right, so this is the thing. Now, I want you to get this out there because if you ask like a hundred guys for advice, should I get enhancement surgery or no? Oh, Ninety nine of them are going to lie no. basically and say, "No, you look so beautiful. You don't need makeup. You don't need any enhancements. You're wonderful as you are," and. That's just not necessarily the best advice for everybody. So let's just put it out there right now. You're giving advice to a young performer who wants to last a long time in this business who says to you, um, Victoria, I have no boobs. Should I get boobs? What are you telling them? Absolutely. Do whatever's going to make you happy and whatever's going to make you more money. Right. And will, will big boobs make you more money? Big boobs will always make you more money. Absolutely. And it's not just in performing in films, right? No, it's other things like featured dancing, uh, making appearances at events and getting paid for those things. And, you know, stuff like AVN, things like Exotica, you know, conventions. You, you'll make so much money. So you get paid to host events. What, what, how do, what do you do when you're hosting an event? Um, when I'm hosting an event, I'll give out like DVDs that I've uh, starred in. I would also give out T-shirts with my name on it, and I would do signings and take photos with the people, do like a greet and meet kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's a pretty easy job, um, but it mm-hmm. gets you a lot of fans and and new new friends, and and you get paid. Yeah, and, and- you can meet your fans one on one and learn from your fans what they want to see you in and you can get creative and you know, do different things. Yeah, and the reality is that there are actually there's only so many adult film jobs going around these days. It's not when I started in, in the nineties or excuse me, the, the early two thousands, a girl could work like thir- twenty five times a month if she wanted to. But nowadays, there just aren't that many production companies. And so you have to find other ways to make money. And feature dancing is just one of the greatest ones. If you look at the feature dancing list of all the girls, you don't see a lot of natural-looking girls doing it. It's the glamour. No. Yeah, it's the the big titty, big booty girl doing it. Always the hot girls. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we would say to girls... When you get in the industry, okay, maybe when you look 18, you want to do 50 or 60 scenes with your natural look and, and, you know, and you'll be in teen runaways number 32. But then after that, if you want to stay in the business and on all those teen companies have already shot you and you're, you're starting to get a couple of years older, you got to look into other ways to enhance yourself. And that's where the concept of investing in yourself comes in. And that's what you've yeah, done, you right? Start, you invest in yourself. You kind of change it up, switch it up for your fans. Let them see a different side of you. Let them see you with bigger sets. You know, make them jiggle, have fun with it, own it, enjoy those boobs. You know, you only get a pair. So yeah. why not? <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's always just changing things up and, and looking different and like if you can look like anything else and, and you want to and it's going to make you more money I don't know why there's a reason to not do it I always see it in a positive light that hey you know if you're going to make more money and it's, it's going to make you look better why not yeah yeah and you also diversified yourself by doing fetish um, which I, I'm not sure if that's just because I, I picked you at the time but I mean, just to, to give background here, 
Jim, um, I don't usually shoot performers who are relatively new in the business. I like to wait for them to have been around for a few years so they get their dialogue down and have um, learned how to open up for the camera, et cetera. But I remember seeing Victoria June, a scene with her maybe on Bang Bros, very like only a month or two after she'd gotten the business. And I called her agent. It's like, okay, how, how soon can we get Victoria June here? And I think that was probably right after you'd left your agents who then said to me, nah, 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 she's already left me. She's already gone, but I'll give you her number. So <laughs> I, is that what we did? Is I, or did I book you the first time through the agent and then the second oh, time? We, we, yeah, you booked me uh, the first time through the agent and then, and then after that, yeah, I gave you my number. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, oh, good. I said, good. I'm glad she left you because I know she's reliable and responsible. I don't need the agent at this point. <laughs> but, but I did book you for a femdom scene, a female domination scene without any prior experience. And you killed it and you did fantastic. And since then... I believe we have you scheduled for our sixth scene or seventh scene coming up. Um, um, yeah, so I have you here right on my calendar. Yeah, so you, but were you, uh, how did you feel doing female domination without a lot of experience? Was it something that came very easily to you? Um. Yeah, kind of. And, uh, yeah, uh, because, well, you know, I'm into the whole cuckold things and, and I'm into always getting what I want and you know just having men do what i want to make me happy and so that has a little bit to do with it um but yeah i was just really into it naturally so i think that's that also helps just being naturally into that you're bossy that's what it is yeah i'm very demanding (laughs) (laughs) you perfect uh, Jim's going to ask you about advice for guys who want to get into the business but i just want to remind people first that you're listening to let's talk adults hosted by Glenn King and Jim Williams. And we have um, the franchise player, Victoria June, with us here. Jim, go ahead. Thanks. Um, What do you think makes a great male performer? A great male performer. A hard cock. Hard, hard, hard. It has to stay hard. Um, (laughs) You know, someone that can open up for the camera and keep going and someone who's passionate about their job and you know someone that's just into it has to be into it like what would you say to uh, a male performer who came to you and said okay I've worked with you in some scenes but what general advice would you give to make me the best male performer out there like somebody said to me yesterday like somebody should talk to the male performers about their hygiene because not everyone sort of gets it is that the is that yeah. the quickest thing you would say? Is Please yeah, tell them. Shower, 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 shower. Clean it up. Uh, we see males douche before our scenes, and and we make sure we're all nice and clean. Um, the same, you know, we we just always make sure we look perfect. So I feel like the men should also, you know, like try to do the same. You know, take a shower. Uh, put on some deodorant <laughs> yeah you know you things like obvious, that but not always not i mean yeah not not like i've had good luck in that department but i mean there are some guys that that don't get it i guess the way they were brought up or something i have no idea but yeah they don't get it yeah what about grooming like do you want a guy to shave down there or it all depends on the man he can I, I've had sex with men with hairy bobs on there and it didn't bother me but then some men shed more than other men down there as well and I right. kind of don't like getting things stuck in my teeth while I'm getting my blowjobs <laughs> I don't like having to floss at the same time right. <laughs> so, I mean I guess it all depends I say keep it trimmed leave a little bit of hair on it to you know be nice and masculine or just shave it off, but definitely groom it. Take care of it. Yeah. Keep it nice and clean, and 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 just keep it smelling good. You know, they have things for men for that for that area. So so male talent, you know, and I'm going to add to that. First off, be obsessed with smelling good. You want your girl to look like she wants to be there. Uh, I keep a giant thing now of uh, mouthwash next to set because I was in a scene yesterday and I must have mouthwashed myself like 18 times 
especially because there was kissing at one part of the scene. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go near her unless I'm sure my breath is perfect. But every <laughs> male talent needs to think that way, that you need to do that. Now, I, I debated myself a couple weeks ago, do I shave my armpits or not? Does that matter? No, you're a man. Oh, no, that's for women. You know, what women, <laughs> we, we, we keep it nice and classy, we shave. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but men, no, as, as long as you just take a shower, use deodorant, keep it nice and trimmed a little bit down there and you just naturally smell good and, uh, and, and, you know, you're, and you're just nice that, that makes us want to work with you. And, and that's what get you jobs because at the end of the day, male men are always replaceable, but the women, you know, some fans want to see a certain type of girl. So sometimes the women are not, you know, replaceable. Yes. Let's be honest with you guys out there. You are a hundred percent replaceable. And that's just the truth of it. If I have to decide who I have to cut out of a scene, if there's a conflict, it's going to be the girl. I book Victoria June for a scene. And then I get a male talent that works for for Victoria. That's the way it's always going to be. And all of you guys who email me and text or and send me DMs saying I'm better than the guys in your scenes and I qualify, you don't understand what the criteria is. I'm not looking for the guy with the biggest dick. I'm looking for the guy who will show up on time, not ruin the scene in any way, be able to pop on time, be able to get a hard on in front of the cameras, and not do anything that creeps out the female talents because that's just, she's the more important one. You guys, if you can understand that now you're a little bit closer to being a male talent. Of course. Um, what about agents? So you're one of the few people now who's been super successful without an agent. Mm-hmm. Correct. A new girl. And thank you. <laughs> an agent or, um, yeah. or, I do not have an agent. I feel like I worked really hard and I ne- networked very well uh, during my first few months in the industry. And um, I feel like, you know, you don't need an agent. I mean, if you want to get started and you want someone, you know, to help you organize for the first year in the industry, I can see why, you know, doing that, why not? But after that, you kind of don't really need an agent as long as you're, you know, you have good friendships with people and you're on good terms with the companies that you work for and you show up on time and you're, you know, you're looking good and you're taking care of yourself and you're performing well. There's no reason to have an agent. If you're good at keeping your own calendar. Of course. There, yeah. Some, some talent, they just aren't. Some girls, I, mean, I can remember there's one girl who I think I booked her three times before I gave up. Because each time I kept de- uh, texting her and saying, just confirming we're on for next week. And then she'd go, oh, uh, I have that day open. Do you want to book me for next week? I'm like, well, I booked you three weeks ago. And then again last week. <laughs> so some girls just aren't good at keeping their own calendars. It probably has a lot to do with how often they smoke weed. Um, yeah, I don't smoke weed. So I don't have that problem. <laughs> I mean, I have no. my calendar on me right now, so. Yeah, no, you're super reliable. But I would point out to females that what you did was you got on with one of the top agents and that helped establish your credibility. I think of it's course. really tough to just start with no agent and start emailing producers, which I get. I get emails from girls all the time saying, hi, I'm new in the business and I would love to work for you. I want to do one of your scenes. and. I'm hesitant to book them because I don't know whether they're going to show up. I have to pay for a plane ticket to get them here. And I don't know if they're going to be able to get tested properly, if they even understand how the testing system works. I don't know if they're familiar with rates uh, in the industry. I I feel like once a woman makes a name for herself in the industry and people know who she is through her good work ethics and through the agency that she's with, that once, you know, that she doesn't need to keep that contract if she can organize and keep herself busy and be professional. Um, but yes, uh, being with an agent does help at first because you get to meet other people. Like I got lucky. I, I met Natalia and then I met directors and then I met Spiegler and, you know, Spiegler was great. And then after not being with him anymore, 
um, I just don't see a reason to have an agent. But there are women that do need an agent to get established. I feel like once you're established, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. In the sense of taking advantage of your own career and taking charge and deciding what you want to do and what you don't want to do and who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with and, you know, things like that. And what way you want your career to head to. If you want to stretch it out, if you want to rush it in. And, and what did he teach you? What did Spiegler teach you? He taught me how to be more reliable and more organized. And he was great, honestly. He was he was really great for the time yeah. that we were together. It was good. He's but and he's been in the industry a long smart. time. And this is the thing that any talent could use. It's just somebody to mentor you. It doesn't have to be an agent, but somebody to teach you kind of the basics of what to bring to set with you and how to keep a calendar and how to be reliable and all those things. And I don't know, maybe it, some of these agents don't even do that anyway. So for some girls, yeah. it's just better to find somebody. Did Natalia mentor you? Did she teach you a few things going into the industry as well? Um, she, she will, she mentored me in a way where if I had a question, I would ask her about, oh, have you worked with this person? How are they? You know, stuff like that. But other than that, no. <laughs> I love her, but no, no. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying. <laughs> She's a lot of fun. She's fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, but no, she 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 would give me good advice if I needed. Yeah. If I had a question about working with this company or working with that company, or oh my god, what should I wear? I I'm I'm so nervous. She would give me advice like relax, own it, be confident, and as long as you feel comfortable, you'll be good, and you'll do a great scene, and you know people will book you over. And she was always, you know, she gave good advice. Yeah, she's a super duper performer. Um, we always try to give advice to independent producers because people all over the country are getting into the business these days because they can. You don't have to be in L.A. You don't have to be in Vegas. You don't have to be on the West Coast. You don't have to be a, have to gone to film school. Kind of anybody who really has a passion for making adult films can get into the industry these days. But they can't necessarily get a performer an A-lister like yourself to come work for them. So what kind of advice would you give to a producer who's a relatively unknown, who's booking you, who's trying to book you about things that they need to do to be professional? You know, uh, uh, for example, uh, a, a talent yesterday was telling me a story about how, uh, actually it wasn't just a story. I was with a talent yesterday who got her information at 6 p.m. last night for a scene today, and they told her to bring white stripper heels and a white outfit. But they knew that she was on day three of a trip here. So they waited until 6 p.m. the night before to say white stripper heels. And she was like, okay. She told her agent, tell them that they need to um, reimburse me for the new stripper heels I'm going to have to buy because the, I didn't bring them with me on this trip. So of that's course. an example of something that the producer should think about that, you know, you can't just book a girl and expect her to have Gilligan's uh, ginger from Gilligan's Island's wardrobe with her at all times. What what kind of advice yeah. would you have like that for producers? You know, give them wardrobe requirements and the script at least a week before so they have time to buy the wardrobe that they need so they can perform better. And if they need a, uh, a certain thing in the wardrobe, they can go buy what they need. That way everyone's happy, the talent shows up on time, it doesn't have to push back production time, things like that. Because once you book, you push back production time, then the whole day is just, it's, it ends up taking up the whole day and then everything's like unorganized and unprepared and you just have to be like really prepared for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And all right, so Jim's going to ask you about- I've got, I've got one here, Victoria. Um, mm -hmm. as we get ready to wrap things up, you know, your Glenn talked about you being a fantasy girl. All right. My mm -hmm. well, I, mine too. I gotta, <laughs> gotta say it. Okay. I'll throw it out there. <laughs> For those of us who can only dream and I'm telling you, I'm like, I can only dream about this. What would it be like? What, if a guy wants to date you, what are you looking for in a guy? 
Um, I want to see him well-spoken, well-dressed, um, just super nice guy. Uh, I mean, obviously, take me out to a nice place, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I look for just like a good guy, just like a good guy who has a, you know, has a job and is well-spoken and dresses really nice and, you know, it wouldn't hurt if uh, the guy had a manicure. Oh. And just someone one that takes care of themselves physically and is super nice because that that gets my attention. Let's build a cheat sheet here, Jim. Yeah, I've got my right now. Yeah, write this down. Okay, what kind of <laughs> restaurant there, Victoria? Are we t- Italian or what? Um, I like everything. So whatever we can do sushi, we can do Italian, we can do whatever. <laughs> And then, uh, what kind of wine is she is he ordering at the, you know? Because he got to impress you by knowing the right kind of wine to get. Uh huh. So um, are you red wine? Or... <laughs> depends on what well, you're eating. If we're having then. steak, yeah. I want red wine, and if we're eating fish, I want white wine. Yeah, classy. Okay. <laughs> and then, is there a dessert involved here? It, well, there's always a dessert involved. I don't know if it's food or if it's the guy, but it's always involved. It just depends how the night goes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, okay. is he? How far is he supposed to try and go on the first date here? If you really like him, are you willing to go all the way to the first date, or are you going to make a guy wait like a few weeks? No, I wouldn't make the guy wait a few weeks, but I also wouldn't do it the first day i hmm I, I i like to build up anticipation towards things so i would probably like i would probably want to make out with him and have him eat me out and then you know just go down on me or i and i go down on him and then the next day we like you know the next time we hang out then we like you know go the whole nine yards yeah so i'm picturing now i'm starting to dirty <laughs> in my head so i'm picturing so I want like him a... to go home and think of me you know and be obsessed with me and give me everything good and you know do a good job <laughs> so we're talking like a 69 type thing and you're teasing about wanting to put it in but telling him no we're gonna exactly. have to wait mm-hmm. just gonna making have to him wait. wait for it yeah make it nice and hard <laughs> Well, that certainly painted a picture for our ending here, didn't it? (laughs) She's a dom at heart, Jim. This is why I found it so easy to to shoot her and to start expanding um, on all the things that we do with her. It's because it just all goes, fits with her natural capabilities. So not every girl has that. Right. And now making her, making everyone want more, we're at the end. So Glenn, I'll let you talk the last Get her the last question, get her information so that everybody can follow. Lovely right. Victoria. Let's just yes. wrap this up in this way. <laughs> Victoria, um, tell us about your best day on set, your favorite set you've ever walked onto in that day, and then your worst one. You don't have to give out any names here. And then okay. we'll just let you give out your social media, which she's brand new back on. She was off Twitter for a while, but now she's back. So, okay, what's your best and worst day on set? Okay, my best day on set. It was my my not my first, my very second uh scene. It was with a guy named J Mac. Um, it was it was the first like best thing for me because the first day I was a little more nervous, and the second day I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. I have this. I'm I'm going to fucking so good. And oh my god, I I like I I was already like you know like thinking all night because I fucked him the first day. So the second day we had another scene together and I was just like, I, I forgot to do this and that. And I'm like, okay, when I see him, I'm going to do all of these things to him. Yeah. <laughs> and I went out on set and I did it and I had fun and it was so big and juicy and it filled me up and it just made me very happy just to have, you know, have had the other chance to fucking the way I wanted the second scene. Because the second scene was more of a free for all kind of do your own thing. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and my worst day on set, uh, my worst day on set was when already many months into the business, I worked with someone and it was for like, um, a blowjob scene and I kind of puked and 
the person wanted to keep going and I kind of didn't feel good and I didn't feel like I was being respected uh but I mean you know what you kind of pull through those things so like the only reason I finished it was because I was like you know what I'm already here so I'm just gonna finish it but I'm never gonna work with this person again so yeah that was like a bad scene (laughs) because I feel like it should be fun if you're gonna do a blowjob you should suck it the way you want to not the not not in a way that you don't want to or where it makes you feel uncomfortable everything should be good everything should make you feel comfortable and um yeah there you go. So if you're a producer and you're relatively new in the business and you think, and the girl pukes during a blowjob scene, yeah, don't think to yourself, oh, awesome. This will look great when I film this. Have some consideration for the girl and how what she doesn't want content of her puking to go out on the internet. Um, and, yeah, because you know, it, it's not sexy at all. And I mean, the reason why it was worse so, uh, days on set was because we said our do's and don'ts before we filmed and then that happened and I'm just like okay this person does not respect me so I can't really have sex with someone who doesn't respect me right. you know it's all about like being turned on and being respectful to one another and never crossing that line and making each other look good on film not look bad all about and, and let me just say uh, uh, Jim that when Victoria's on set, those are my best days on set. She's the uh-huh. kind of girl on set <laughs> who just makes everyone feel happy and better and we enjoy the day as opposed to some days we have on set where we're just trying to think, okay, how much, how many more minutes do we have to film before we can all go, go, go home here? There are just some performers who just make everybody on set happy and, and you know, create this positive uh, environment to work in. So good job there. And who wants um, to be there and is on, isn't on their phone. <laughs> yes. Let's add that one. That's a yeah. big one. <laughs> if I was giving advice to a female former, if you're brand new in the business, careful with that one. You don't want the reputation that you're always off on Instagram uh, when we're trying to get you back to set and, and get things going. Or even the male, even the men, <laughs> even for the men. Are they doing that now? Huh. I yeah. would kill a male talent on They're my side. They're doing the Zoolander out. face and doing videos and stuff like that behind the scenes while you're while, while you're waiting for them to hurry up and finish. They can finish up your scene and it sucks. But hey, <laughs> I'd toss a male talent out the door if he was doing that on my set. But you know it happens. All right, what's your social media? You got a big Instagram presence. People should watch your Instagram for sure. I have a big Instagram. So my Instagram handle is your Victoria underscore. And my handle for Twitter, which I just had to make a new one, um, it's your Victoria underscore as well. Special thanks to our guest, Victoria June. And Glenn King and I will be right back with more of Let's Talk Adult right after these words. The local wine shop, a place where people go to get confused, frustrated, and end up picking pretty labels instead of great wine. Well, now there's a better way. At tastingroom.com, America's number one personalized wine club. Every bottle is selected based on your personal wine profile, and fewer than one in 50 wines makes it through our rigorous selection process. We're so sure that you'll love our wines that every bottle is backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. The Huffington Post calls Tasting Room the first wine club to get it right. Get amazing wines at incredible prices, selected just for you, delivered right to you. Go to tastingroom.com and receive your exclusive tasting kit of world-class wines. Once you get your kit... Taste, rate, and build your personal profile one sip at a time. It's a no-brainer. Great wine without the guesswork, backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. Go to tastingroom.com, enter promo code GRAPE8, and get your exclusive tasting kit, a $40 value for just $6.95. Tastingroom.com, code GRAPE8. Tastingroom.com. Taste, rate, enjoy. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to... Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams, along with the award-winning producer-director, Glenn King. Now, if you've not yet had the opportunity to subscribe to our podcast, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we make it simple. 
You can go to the iTunes Store. We're part of the Apple Podcast family. Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Not to mention YouTube. So we make it very simple to do. Please go out there and subscribe to us today. Hit the favorite button and you'll get it sent to your tablet or to your iPhone or to both. Okay, so go do that today. All right, Mr. King. Yes. You always do those wonderful sayings and you send us out with a thought for the week. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Glenn King and his thought for the week. Jim, my thought for the week is this. I will leave you with a quote from the great Jermaine Greer who says, A library is a place where you can lose your innocence without losing your virginity. And if you think about that, that very much applies to adult films. Don't be someone who represses your sexuality. Go out and watch adult videos with an open mind. Explore your fetishes. Explore your sexuality. Find out what really turns you on because maybe, just maybe, you didn't realize you're into feet or something else. And uh, if you want to find true happiness, explore your sexuality. There you go. Glenn, thanks for those wonderful thoughts. Okay, everyone. Until next time here on Let's Talk Adult, I'm Jim Williams for Glenn King saying so long. Have a great week. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.